You, my friend, are listening to The Happy Hearthstone. This episode is brought to you, as always, by listeners just like you. Thank you so much to those of you supporting the show through our Patreon over at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone, including Brett R., Major Death, Barbaric Yop, Boticus, Wicked Good, Aaron W., Mr. Jones, Trevor Y., and Avantes. I truly can't thank you enough. You can get some amazing exclusive perks for yourself over there and support the show in the process. Again, patreon.com slash the happy hearthstone. Hello and welcome to episode 154 of the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I'm your host, Andrew Brown. As you can notice, we're doing a little late night Happy Hearthstone. And for all you lovers out there, this jam's for you. I don't know what I really meant by that. (laughs) (laughs) I am coming to you live tonight, well live as I'm recording at least, I'm coming to you tonight from my hotel room because I am at a work conference right now from a full-time job, get to come out to sunny Orlando, Florida during the the winter, you can hardly call this winter honestly, there's a reason why people vacation from Colorado to Florida and then back and forth like six months, Uh, yeah because it's beautiful out here. It's the perfect time to be here. And so I'm in my hotel room and I want to be respectful to the people around me, but hey, you amazing people uh, I want to connect with. So it's time for the happy Hearthstone. Hey, I want to thank so much uh, those of you who have just started listening to this show recently. I've actually heard from quite a few. I uh, even got an iTunes review from a new listener here that I'll read later on. Um, but I know I, I kind of get into my groove a little bit too often and take it for granted. And just want to really welcome you. If you found this show on iTunes, if you uh, you know, heard about it from a friend, found me on Twitter, whatever it may be. Really happy that you're here. Uh, the reason that this show has existed from the very beginning is just to connect people in this game that we love. And I really believe firmly that as you uh, get better at the game, as you connect with uh, other people who love the game, like it, it just becomes more fun as you do that. So I really hope that this is a place where you can find yourself. I know many of you listening to this, you think you think back to when you first started listening and uh, all the fun you've had with friends through this show, different guests that have been on and all of that. Uh, just super, super thankful. So, uh, so thank you to all you new listeners. Uh, we can commit to an amazing 2019 together. I know that it's going to happen. It's going to be a good time. Um, well, I am with you alone again this week. These past couple weeks have been so intensely insane. It's actually uh, quite a feat I was able to get these episodes out, to be quite frank with you. But next week, we'll be returning to our normal format. Every other week, we'll have a guest from the community on the show. And then the week after that, I'll be cycling in some solo content like this. So uh, really excited today. We're going to talk through the meta. And this is a time, well, I'll tell you a little bit about how my play has been, but suffice it to say, I need some time to dig deep into the meta. So I'm looking forward to going through that with you. I'll equip you with a deck or two that'll really help you to uh, to get up against everything that you're seeing out there. But before we get into that, of course, I have to talk to you about why I'm happy today. Well... I had a lot of fun this weekend. And if you're following me on Twitter, you already know that. Um, My wife and I decided to come out a little bit early on this work retreat. One of the nice things, I've got some coworkers and and superiors who really value uh, family and all of that. I asked them, hey, I'm coming out for this conference already. Would it be okay if I just booked my ticket a little bit early so that uh, my wife and I could go and spend a couple days in Orlando? They loved it. Um, cause it didn't cost any extra for them. So, uh, so we flew me out a little early and, uh, and paid for my wife to come out here too. And we found a, an Airbnb for us that was great. Um, and we spent Saturday at Disney world and my wife hadn't been there in about 10 years. I hadn't been there in like 20 years, like since I was a little, a little Andrew Brown <laughs> and, Boy, have some things changed there. It was so much fun. We got there when, uh, as the park was opening and stayed there almost till it closed, which is like 9 to 11. 
it was it was intense um but but we did everything we wanted to uh we even got to ride a couple rides twice and i have to give a little shout out here uh, if you are an intense disney fan you already know this and uh, many of you who either like Disney, like me, or maybe you just, uh, you know, you've never been or not really that interested, you would never know about this. They have this thing at Disney World called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. And what this is, is a little mini game that they have fed into the entire uh, ecosystem and construction of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, this is. This is going to sound crazy, but believe me, this is a real thing. You can look this up on Wikipedia right now if you're at a computer. Even um, it's a so you go to this little station near the entrance, and you go in, and it's Merlin from Sorcerers, uh, or excuse me, Sword in the Stone, and uh, Merlin has detected some evil around the Magic Kingdom. He's detected these portals, uh, or created these portals to kind of help. Uh, people who are in the Magic Kingdom and become sorcerers and help fight the, these evil villains that are trying to take o- take it over, I think. And um, the attendant there at this station gives you a pack of cards. I'm not joking. A pack of trading cards, and they look like for real cards, kind of like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon or something like that. Um, but they're real life cards, and uh, they have they have little values on them. I we stumbled in there, and I'm I'm looking at these cards like, what the heck? There's a Disney card game, and I don't know about this. Um, but it's this little interactive thing that they have set up around the park. So at that station, they gave us a map that showed us around where, uh, or like a general idea of where these stations are. And uh, Merlin gave us our first one to go to. And what you do is you go to around that station and you'd have to find this little lock that's somewhere by uh, uh, like in the in the decorations or something. It was usually like near a what looked like a store window or something like that. And when you when you put your uh, you get a card when you enter in, that's how they do their fast pass system and stuff. You you put your card next to the lock. And you stand on this little emblem that's embedded in the in the sidewalk. And in front of you in that window, typically there's some kind of screen that didn't look like it was there. But because Disney magic and all that, um, it opens up that portal and you kind of you see something happening. There's uh, there's speakers hidden somewhere that like tell you about the story that's going on. This is where it gets crazy. So there are you go to these different stations and each one kind of leads you to a different one. You see a little vignette, a little animation story, all that stuff. But sometimes there's something happening where the villain is like winning or something. And you have to use one of your cards in order to combat what they're doing. So like my wife and I are playing through this because we're, we're kids, right? <laughs> I had to find out about the card game at Disney World, right? So, um, so we're at one and like uh, the, it was, what's his name? The Shadow Man from Princess and the Frog. He had like sent some spirits to, um, to like guard an entrance or something like that. So these spirits are there and, and it says cast a spell. So I'm, I'm looking through my cards. I've got like, uh, what was it? It was Mickey's, Mickey's broom or something from uh, Fantasia, right? So you take your card and you hold it up in front of you, like between you and the screen. And they have some kind of detector or something that can tell what's on your card. I don't know how, cause you're quite a distance away from the screen. And then that spell interacts with what's happening on the screen. I, this is crazy even as I'm saying it, but it's Disney. They just, they figure this stuff out, right? So like on the screen, then we saw the brooms from Fantasia, like come, come in and sweep away the spirits. It was kind of corny, but obviously for like kids, it's incredible. And for, for us, even it was just like, dang, that's just, that's just cool that they even have the technology. Right. So, um, so anyway, we we did it a little bit. We got we almost got through uh, Frontierland. Like they have one tier in each uh, section of the Magic Kingdom, uh, but there was one of the stations that was actually uh, not working. Unfortunately, it was kind of a bummer. But what can you do? Um, and and we kind of discovered it late in the game. The attendant told us it takes like five hours to beat, which is crazy. Um, we were walking around and these trading cards, like the packs. I know I'm going on way too long, but this was just so fascinating to me. I hope it's interesting to you. Um, these packs had like five different cards in it. I, there was, you know, Mickey's brooms. Like I said, there was uh, Woody's lasso, uh, Pocahontas's colors of the wind. 
uh, not making that up. Uh, I had Frozone's, um, I don't know, his ice uh, ramp or something like that. So all these really unique and well done uh, cards, like, you know, they, it was really good artwork. It was cool. Um, had all of those. So we're in line for It's a Small World a little later, uh, or we were going to It's a Small World. And along the way, uh, we run into someone. Uh, we were walking by them. We didn't physically run into them, but somehow they actually dropped um, all of their cards for this game, for Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. They, no joke, had like a hundred cards or something like that. And so we we sort of talked with them very briefly. We were like, oh, we were just checking this out. We're actually going to, to another place. We we're like, oh, it's so much fun. We really love it. And <laughs> these people were like hardcore Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom players. So I'm looking it up while we're in line. I'm like, what is there for them? Because it seems really simple. It's cool that there are all these collectible cards and stuff, but um, but is that really it? And so I'm looking online. I find out that after you complete the game, you unlock, that's just the easy game, what we were playing, easy mode. Once you complete it, you unlock medium mode. And then if you complete medium, then you play hard mode. So in easy mode, what we were playing, it's, it's designed for children where you put up any spell and I think it, fi it fixes whatever's happening on there. Once you get into medium, certain villains require certain spells, and there are different kinds of spells on these cards. So there are, um, what were the different kinds? There was like enchanted, um, gross. I know that I, oh, I had Pongo's soot spewer or something like that, um, and that was a gross spell. Um, there's like a love spell, something like that. There's sort of like different types and each villain has certain weaknesses and strengths. So it's sort of like a Pokemon rip kind of where for certain villains, you have to use certain spells. And I think it would tell you or something in the hard level, they have, they have rotating strengths and weaknesses and they actually won't tell you what it is. So, uh, the technology won't just detect one card that you put up. It'll detect up to three cards that you put up at the exact same time. And so I was reading the skill of the hard mode is you have to choose three different ones, put them up, and kind of like take one away at a time, guessing which one you think it is. Uh, they can they can defeat it, but you never know for sure. So, oh my gosh, if you can't tell, I was just, my mind was blown. <laughs> so you really should look this up if you have any interest in it at all. Uh, it's fascinating to me that it's so well done and uh, like the cards are cool looking, uh, the animation and stuff and, and voice acting was really good. And just the concept that there's a game hidden within the Magic Kingdom really, really cool to me. So uh, if you're ever at Disney World, definitely go check it out. Uh, if it sounds like a little much, they also have a mini version that's basically a treasure hunt by P Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, my wife and I really enjoyed doing that one too. And we found clips as treasure. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so that is a really long-winded uh, thing, but I wanted to make sure that you all knew since, uh, you know, card games are kind of the thing around here. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll blast through the rest of why I'm happy. We we had we had a day at Disney Disney World. We had a day at the beaches. I actually got to see where my wife graduated from high school, and now I'm at the work conference. So we just had a lot of fun, and now I'm gearing up for what is sure to be a very busy week. I actually turned off like Twitter and Discord for several days, which I haven't done in a long time. So it was refreshing. It was good for my soul to disconnect and and just get some time alone with my wife. And now, uh, now it's time to uh, go balls to the wall for uh, for this whole work conference. If you've ever done these, I, I'm sure there's some of you who do these regularly. Uh, typically, when you're representing a company, especially like at a booth or something, you just have to have a lot of conversations with a lot of people, um, talking highly of the product, the company, and all that kind of stuff. So it should be. Um, but I'm I'm having a lot of fun with my coworkers too. So already been a good time, and looking forward for what's to come. And there's one other big reason why I'm happy, and I'm really sorry because I forgot to tell you last week. But many of you already know, if we're friends on Twitter and all of that, uh, that my wife and I are actually pregnant with our second child. So we are we're over the moon about that, obviously. And uh, we, yeah, she is about halfway through now, so we're due in early June. And, uh, yeah, so our, our little Lucy is going to have a, a baby brother or sister. We're not sure. We're not going to find out until, 
uh, until we have the child. Uh, some of you might know that my wife really wanted to do that with our first kid, just wait until uh, she was born. And so we did that. I had so much fun with it, honestly, that when she came and she said, hey, we can do it however you want on this one. I said, let's do it again. It was just it was just great. So let's let's uh, let's wait and find out again. So we are going to do that. But uh, I know I've gotten a lot of well wishes from announcing it on Twitter already. So thank you uh, so much to those of you who reached out about that. Uh, my world's going to change a lot. And for those of you who have multiple children, you know, <laughs> but all I hear is that, you know, your world changes so much when you have the one child, but going from one to two is, uh, it's literally doubling your, your load there. Um, but it's, uh, it's a big undertaking in and of itself. So, uh, we're really excited and it's, uh, it's just a sweet time to be growing the family. And so that was a little bit of why my wife and I wanted to get away to sort of a, another baby moon and really thankful that uh, my parents actually came out to, to watch our, our girl so that uh, we could get away. So lots of really good stuff. That's why I'm happy. Hey, let's talk about some of the news that's been happening because it's only been a week since last episode and we got quite a bit already. Um, one of the big things is that we are living in wild times this month here in Hearthstone, right? Uh, January, the Wild Open is going to be uh, going, well, excuse me, the Wild Open is going to be going on next month, um, but the qualifiers for it are this month, and they're open to anybody who wants to play on the Wild Ladder. So if you don't know about this, you should uh, go check it out if you're interested. We are later in the month, so you are, I guess we're about halfway through the month now, aren't we? Uh, but so it's not too late to get up into legend, but you need to get into the top 100 legend for the NA server, I believe, uh, in order to qualify for that. So if you're interested, there are, there are cash prizes and stuff like that. They've done this before, and I think it's I think it's cool to do every now and then, uh, especially for Wild that doesn't get a ton of attention and love for them to have a month where uh, where Hearthstone throws a lot of their weight behind promoting it. Uh, it's it's. It's healthy, I think, and it's it's especially good for the wild community to get a little love when they just don't in other, any other ways. And it doesn't just end with the uh, with the wild open. There's lots of other love going their way. So one of the big things they announce is the wild bundle, which is forty packs for twenty five dollars. And in case you're counting, wondering, uh, 40 packs for $25 is absolutely insane. And these are all wild exclusive expansions. So you get 10 packs of each of these four, Goblins versus Gnomes, The Grand Tournament, Whispers of the Old Gods, and Mean Streets of Gadgetzan. So um, pretty cool that they're doing this. I always kind of wondered if they would do uh, do something to incentivize people to go back into, into Wild, especially for those of you who maybe have only picked up Hearthstone in the past six months or so. You may not have really seen these expansions. So having a, uh, a low barrier to getting in on these is, uh, is really great. And the cool thing with the way that packs work, the first 10 packs of an expansion that you ever open, you are guaranteed one legendary in those 10 packs. So if you have never purchased packs from these uh, expansions, that's four legendaries that you're guaranteed to get. And granted, they're not guaranteed good legendaries, <laughs> but legendaries are legendaries. Who knows what you're going to get? So a really great deal. Uh, even if you've already played these expansions, have a lot of the cards, getting the dust is uh, it, it's never really going to be that cheap. And uh, for those of you who have kind of been tempted, wanted to see what Wild's all about, getting some getting some packs and uh, some guaranteed legendaries out of the deal is not not too shabby. I hope you're following me on Twitter because uh, when these were announced, I got so excited about it, I decided to just go out and do a 24-hour giveaway on my on my Twitter. So I don't do that a lot, but uh, I was really excited about it and uh, wanted to get that out. Had a ton of people retweeting, and thank you to everyone who participated. Um, be sure that you're following me. Andrew is living on Twitter uh, for future giveaways and stuff like that. If you like free packs... And who doesn't like free packs? Then <laughs> you might you might want to check it out. And uh, the last bit of news for this wild thing is that they announced that all of the tavern brawls for the month of January are going to be some kind of spin in wild. Uh, the one this past week was really really neat. It had a 
uh, in exclu or you, you could only construct a deck with a few expansions. There were no classic or basic cards allowed. It was it's like goblins versus gnomes, boomsday project, witchwood, and I can't remember the fourth one. Maybe it was just those three. Um, but it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I was uh, I was a pleb and uh, constructed an odd mech paladin. Yes, I'm that kind of guy, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I liked the concept behind this, and I, I hope that we find some way to include different kinds of rotations that just allow you to play the game differently, give you a different spin on uh, cards that are out there. Because taking away all of the classic and basic cards, man, that just opened it up for some cards that you normally wouldn't see in uh, a constructed format to just shine. So, um yeah, lots of fun from that. I'm excited to see how they continue to develop that in the future. And then Hearthstone also announced some Rumble Run and Arena changes. Uh, the Arena changes were kind of um, were kind of minor. It uh, it looks like they tweaked the power level for some of the classes by offering um, more or, or some weaker cards for the classes that have been doing really well and sort of buffing the offerings for classes that weren't doing quite as well. So, um, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not playing nearly as much arena these days as I used to. Uh, so I am not going to cover that as in depth as maybe some other places. If you're not listening to, uh, the Life Forge. Or uh, Arena Sensei, the new new podcast my friends Schwal and uh, Steven Sensei are putting out. Um, those are those are the two podcasts covering Hearthstone Arena that really are helpful. I don't think I've mentioned Arena Sensei yet, but um, I know that uh, Steven Sensei and Schwal have been in the community for a long time and really wanted to create. Um, an arena podcast that helped uh, new players to really learn it. So uh, definitely go check that out if, if you're interested in that at all and want to get better at arena. Again, it's called Arena Sensei. You can find that in all your uh, your podcast apps of choice. So I'll leave it to them to kind of break it all down for you on arena. But I will absolutely talk to you about some of these rumble run changes because holy cow, these are some good ones. Um, rumble run bosses have been nerfed accordingly. And that is the best way to put it. Um, they said that, you know, they really wanted to see things become powerful in the Gurubashi arena. So the whole idea for Rumble Run was that they'd be these big, really difficult battles and stuff. But they, I think they've kind of heard our pleas and probably see some data to back up that our pleas are accurate. That um, we're really struggling to actually beat these bosses. So they didn't go into specifics about it, but there have been some tweaks in their decks. And these, uh, these bosses' decks, especially in the late later runs are not as uh, not quite as powerful as they once were which is nice to hear and now uh, they're also ch changing how the shrines that you're offered at the beginning of your rumble run uh, show up so you always get offered the shrine that you were defeated with so if you got beaten by a, a boss in the rumble run um, a lot of times when that's happened to me I think whoa they just had the most OP shrine in the entire game, and it's cool that they they give you one of the options is to is to actually try that one on for yourself. Find out if it really is as OP as you think it is. Um, one change that they've made is that another of the offerings you will have is the one that you were defeated with. So the one that you just did a rumble run with, which is really nice because there have been times when I've done a rumble run and haven't been able to push through, and I've thought I, I got the best shrine in the game. I just didn't get really really good offerings um, by the uh, by the card choices and stuff, or or my opponent just had the nut draw. So being able to do another run with it is really great. I think that there are times when I will definitely choose that. And um, they also mentioned just kind of as some follow up uh, about the offerings for the free packs. With with Rosticon's Rumble, they just gave us all six free packs on opening day. And in the past, what they've done is they've offered some of those free packs as incentives to complete wings or um, or different sections of like the, the monster hunt, stuff like that. Like uh, you would get a quest for beating 10 games with the Time Tinkerer in, uh, in Monster Hunt. 
So they just said that um, they're going to take that into consideration for the future. I think they kind of wanted to just sort of see how it was received if they gave us all the packs. And many people have said that they really wished that they had that sense of accomplishment from getting packs uh, as they're, you know, trudging through. <laughs> it sort of has felt like trudging uh, so far with the single player content. Um, and they're going to take that into, into account for the future. Uh, overall, some really great changes. Honestly, I had I had very quickly lost my luster with uh, Rumble Run. I think I was pretty clear about that last week. And these changes are great. So it really uh, was encouraging for me. Uh, I am eager to get back into this, uh, try out some more Rumble Runs, and see if I can see if I can make it to the end because I still haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, but I'm sure I can in a little bit. So. Uh, that is all the news that we've got for now. Man, if a week is going to bring that much in and out of this game, uh, who knows what's ahead in the next few weeks. I actually, I was reminded that April is when the next uh, expansion is supposed to release, according to tradition. We will probably start getting teased about it by March, which by my calculations probably means that February is when we're going to hear about any changes uh, for standard year, uh, whatever this next year is going to be called, that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's when we heard about Hall of Fame rotations. So be interesting to see. I, we're really not that far away from some pretty big stuff potentially. And of course, we're still waiting to hear a lot about the esports plans for the future as well. So big stuff ahead. Good fun to be had right now. I want to take some time for a sponsor break, and this is not your typical sponsor break. In fact, I really, as I was sitting down to record this episode, I thought, I really want to give this sponsor break back to the community. And, um, you know, I, I talk every week about the ways that you can support this show, um, but I really want to take this time to kind of support some other content creators who are out there, and it's in a very small way. But the truth is that a lot of us don't have the bandwidth, the margin, the financial means to uh, to go out and do big marketing things or something like that. And so I know that every mention matters. Uh, certainly, it certainly means a lot to me when I hear uh, those of you either sending me a word of encouragement or letting your friends know about this show, uh, or just voicing your opinion about you know what you liked about a certain episode or or here and there. And so I wanted to take some time to just uh, give the sponsor break back to the community and uh, shout out a few friends who have been making some great stuff lately that I want to make sure you know about. Uh, one of them, I actually, uh, just before I got onto my plane, I was trying to download some Netflix episodes of things because my wife's telling me as we're going onto the plane that you can download stuff on Netflix. And I just didn't have Netflix on my phone, so I didn't know that. Um, I, long story short, I was not able to download all of it, but in the last minutes on the ground, I was able to sneak in a download of the latest coin concede and, uh, Bodicus, Appa and Ridiculous Hat and Cora actually took me all the way from, uh, Colorado to Orlando and just really enjoyed that episode hearing more about Cora and her, uh, her rise as a commentator and all of that. It was a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, those guys are just putting out great content every single week. Um, so if you are really interested in the competitive side of the game, if you enjoy hearing high-level commentary about tournament play and uh, and how to get better on ladder, I really can't recommend them enough. Again, they're called Coin Conceit if you haven't checked them out. Uh, and you can find their podcasts in any app of your choice. Uh, there's also a good friend of mine who does some great streaming, and his name is Major Death. Uh, Major Death is a, f a good friend who's been on the show a couple times now. I got to stay with him and his wife at BlizzCon. They were super generous with that. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just become a good friend. I really enjoy hanging out on his stream when I get the chance to uh, because he he really helps you learn as he's learning as well. And so if you're really trying to get to rank five, uh, he can really help you get there. And he's hit Legend several times. He's really good at the game. And uh, I think uh, I think he and I share a lot of the same struggles from time to time on the ladder. And it's just nice sometimes to hear, uh, you know, from somebody how they're making it through and improving and everything. So be sure that you're following him on Twitch, twitch.tv slash death. That's M-A-G-E-A-D-E-A-T-H. Also, I know some of you's is on Instagram. 
And I'll be honest, I'm not a big Instagrammer. Uh, my wife is on Instagram constantly. Uh, and actually, that's a, that's a bit egregious. She is not, she is not a social media uh, addict by any stretch. Um, but Instagram is definitely her social media of choice. And I've got a buddy who is on there. And he, you may know him as Ben Plays Hearthstone on Twitter. And he's done this highlight for a couple of years now, years now of his favorite Hearthstone podcast. And he's put me on there a couple of times. And it really means a lot that he's uh, done those shout outs and stuff. So I wanted to return the favor, my friend. Uh, he puts out great content, uh, visuals, uh, fun games, interesting data, statistics, or uh, things you may not know about Hearthstone. So if you're if you're on Instagram a lot, you should follow him at hearth underscore share hearth underscore share and uh, he just he really has created a whole community it's it's one of the best in the instagram that i've seen so uh, definitely go check him out give him a follow and thanks for listening to the show ben too uh, love getting to connect with you many of you know my good friend wicked good uh, he is the one who is crazy enough to uh, hop on the saddle when we're going to talk for inordinate amounts of time about <laughs> all the new cards and stuff like that. And uh, he just recently launched a Discord for his show, Off Curve. So definitely go check it out. I think you can go to offcurve.com uh, probably to find the link, or you can follow him on Twitter, twitter.com slash wickedgood. And uh, just if you're, you should be on the Happy Hearthstone Discord already, by the way. The happyhearthstone.com slash discord. You know what I'm talking about, right? You should be there. <laughs> but if you hadn't heard about uh, Steve's new discord, I want to make sure that you're over there as well. Already been great discussion over there. Some cool decks and stuff. It's just helpful to have different places to talk to people about the game. So it's a great place where you can where you can connect on there. And finally, want to give a shout out to my good friends over at Geek Aid Podcast. So if you haven't checked this out yet, uh, Geek Aid is a show put on by my friends Rod Johnston, Saucy Mailman, and Geeksay. Uh, it is a uh, culture tech nerd amazing podcast basically it's it's comedy it's ridiculous it's as ridiculous as all three of those guys is are and as genuinely good as all three of those guys are so uh, definitely search for geek aid in in your uh, podcast app of choice i think you can uh no i know for sure you can follow them on twitter i just want to make sure that i get their name right i'm pretty sure it's geek aid podcast yep geek aid podcast on twitter uh, they're, at, they're taking questions every week. So if you can come up with something, uh, ridiculously silly, there's a good chance you can get on there. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun listening. It's a high point and uh, always puts a smile on my face. I have laughed out loud many times in my car listening to them. So go get you some good stuff from those good guys. And that's all the shout outs I've got for this week. I have many more friends, obviously, in this space, but uh, don't want to belabor getting to the good stuff, which is talking about all of the decks, the meta, everything that's out there. And if you haven't listened to one of these in a while, what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the statistics at hsreplay.net and uh, talk through some, some suggestions based off of that. HSReplay.net, obviously a great resource for finding a lot of statistics. There's a lot of great free stuff on there, but uh, now I always want to tell you about their premium offering for just $4.99 a month. You can get access to insane amounts of detailed statistics covering your the exact rank that you're at, the region, uh, and uh, really up-to-date statistics up to even just the past 24 hours that you've been playing. So um, you can find all of that. There's lots of great free stuff on there, like being able to upload all of your replays, watch them back, learn from them. Uh, you can see what's trending, what's popular, uh, how certain decks are performing. You can find the most, uh, like for instance, if you if you see somebody tweet out about uh, Secret Hunter and they say Secret Hunter is doing really well, you can go on hsreplay.net and actually uh, look at the Secret Hunter archetype and find, according to their statistics, the best-performing Secret Hunter deck as of late, or the most popular one. Uh, one of the really cool new features that they have is they actually have videos on demand from streamers. So if you're looking at a specific matchup, like I've got uh, their meta matchups, this is one of my favorite screens as of late. And uh, let's say, okay, so here's the matchup of Odd Paladin versus Odd Rogue. That, you know, there's a lot of both of those going on. 
lately. So I can click on that. I can uh, go over to the VOD section, and then it's going to show me a list of wins, uh, losses, and I can even choose if they started with the coin or not. And, um, and just see how those played out with different people. And it, it gives you the highest legend rank first also in the past, uh, looks like 10 days, something like that. So if you're curious about a specific matchup, you can go here and immediately, this is, this is a free option again. This is available for anyone. You can, uh, you can see the, uh, a, an example game of how things could play out. And hopefully you got a really good streamer who's explaining their uh, their thought patterns and stuff like that. So really great resource. Um, many of you know I work for them, so obviously I'm going to pimp their stuff <laughs> because uh, because I do. But honestly, like using this stuff has just helped helped me out so much to understand what's going on. Um, and I, I know I shouted out Wicked Good already, but you really should listen to his uh, Senior Void Analyst episode, his latest one, talking about how to use statistics responsibly. And he knows data way better than I do. Uh, so I need to listen to that episode a few more times because it was really, really good. And I, I have a lot to learn from. But uh, but that's part of what we're going to do today is, is going to look at the data and see what we can learn from all of this. So um, the way I have things set up right now is I'm looking at the most popular decks in the past few days on the America server from rank 5 all the way through rank 1. And uh, what this tells me is at one of the highest levels of play, what are the most popular decks that are coming up? Uh, th this gives me a really good cross-section of what I am probably going to face on on the grind from 5 to Legend. I'm not sure if I'm going to hit Legend this month or not. Um, but this gives me a, a good idea of what people are playing around that. Rank 5 is a tough place to be because a lot of people are experimenting. There's never a guarantee for what you're going to come up against. But this gives me to some degree of... Uh, of understanding like here's what's pretty likely for me to see and then uh, I can kind of start to see if there are any overarching trends for decks that really do well against these. So um, at the top of the list for the most popular archetypes it's Secret Hunter, Clone Priest, Control Priest, Odd Paladin, and Odd Rogue. Uh, followed up by three more archetypes of Hunter, Midrange Spell, and then Death Rattle. Oh boy so there is a lot happening here right? So Secret Hunter being at the top, really, really interesting. I think it's really just solidified its place as the most aggressive archetype out of all of Hunter's options. Uh, it is no surprise to anybody that as Druid got the heavy nerf bat that Hunter was going to be the thing to kind of reign supreme. I don't know if Druid was the exact uh, class that was holding down Hunter. I just haven't played enough Hunter to really know that for sure. But regardless, where Druid once was the boogeyman, Hunter has taken its place in stripes. Strides? In in stars? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but, uh, so seeing all of these archetypes really high up there is just uh, pretty impressive, pretty crazy, and uh, really interesting as well. Uh, followed up by Clone Priest. It seems like everybody's been talking about this deck lately. Um, in fact, it was uh, it was really a big part of the conversation in that Coin Conceit episode that I mentioned. So uh, Clone Priest just seems to be really tough to come up against or to, to have the right answers for. I actually played today. I was trying out an OTK Paladin and came up against an, uh, a Clone Priest, and I couldn't figure out how to beat them because I... I, I really thought that at one point I need to just kill them with damage rather than wait until my combo because I think that they're almost guaranteed to get their combo right. Uh, they got a Malagos off of a Shadow Essence, which is a really good high roll. Uh, they had a Radiant Elemental early in the game, and then they just played Prophet Velen from hand so that their Resurrecting Spellstone was able to just guaranteed get those three minions on the board. Radiant Elemental, Prophet Velen, and Malagos. If you got Malagos and Prophet Velen on the board, that means your Mind Blasts are going to do 20 damage each, which I was not able to get quite enough armor to be able to withstand two of them, unfortunately. So... Yeah, lost that game pretty easily. And it sounds like Clone Priest is just really well suited. It's kind of a fast combo deck. I, I wonder if it's sort of the new Quest Rogue in some ways. And I, and I talked about Mechathune Priest after hitting Legend with that as like the fast combo deck. And probably is to a point. But I think Clone Priest is just sort of the flavor of the month as far as that's concerned. So 
Um, you know, this person got really lucky getting Malagos off of a Shadow Essence, but I think that they still could have won um, with it on the board uh, later in the game. So if they had drawn it, they probably would have gotten, would have had the same outcome anyway. So, and Control Priest, I know uh, my buddy Wicked Good has been playing this a lot as well. This is a more um, board control centric uh archetype it really wants to win with mind blast holy fire mind blast after alex drawsing the turn previous because that's 15 damage for 10 mana uh, that you can do and alex Draza sets your opponent's health to 15 how convenient is that <laughs> and then with some other dragon uh dragon synergies and stuff what's the uh Eek, a shadow that guy twilight acolyte um that's a really good card for being able to just take away your opponent's threats and stuff like that so um, pretty cool. And then Odd Paladin, Odd Rogue. Well, I talked about Boogeyman's before, but truly, uh, Odd Paladin refuses to quit, and Odd Rogue is as powerful as ever. I don't know why. It seems like Odd Rogue took a sabbatical for a month or something like that, and like that's the only reason I was able to do so well with Mechathune Priest is because <laughs> Odd Rogue wasn't anywhere to be found, and Odd Paladin people just hadn't figured out is still as powerful as it was. Not quite as powerful. But you know what I mean. It's still good. So um, those are just the aggro flavors for now. So um, really interesting that out of these five top uh, most popular decks, we've got three that are inherently aggressive. Um, Secret Hunter does have Deathstalker Rexar as a backup for the late game. So I think that's that's also why it's so powerful also, that it's kind of a hybrid as well. Clone Priest is kind of a combo deck. I know it does a lot of different things, but I, the main win condition for sure really wants a combo to happen, uh, even though it's not exactly controllable like Mechathune might be. Um, that That is the end game that they're trying to get to. And Control Priest is control because it's control priest, right? So at least we've got one from each. I guess we don't have a mid-range. Uh, mid-range hunter is the next one after odd rogue, though. So eh, extend it to six, and you got all four represent all four kinds of decks represented there. Uh, lots more aggro, which isn't necessarily a uh, surprising thing, as people like aggressive games. They're quick. Um, typically, the decks are easier to learn. Uh, they're not necessarily easy to play, but they're easier to learn. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the way things are looking right now in that uh, realm. Actually, and I didn't think about this, but I probably should have even just started with this. Um, just looking at all of the ranks, all the way from 1 to 20. And looking at this, it uh, looks like Hunter actually takes all three of the most popular uh, places so those top six decks are still there they're just in a different order so it goes secret hunter spell hunter mid-range hunter odd paladin control priest clone priest odd rogue and so that's one to 20 on the america server in the past three days so um yeah so it's uh it's mostly the same decks i think people just know overall that hunter is really powerful and so they kind of just expect to see that. If I look at the tier list, um, that's popularity, not uh, not efficiency or win rates. Uh, right now, from 1 to 20, the top tier, uh, that's decks that have a 54.75% win rate or higher, are from the top to bottom, Odd Paladin, Secret Paladin, Even Paladin, and Even Shaman. Uh, the Secret Paladin, I think I talked about last week, it is a, um, it's a surprising deck. It's not one that you see coming necessarily. Um, it's, it runs Secret Keepers, most of the old school secrets, including an Auto Defense Matrix, which is a really good, good one. Uh, it's running the Bellringer Sentries to pull secrets. Uh, Corpse Takers is kind of the, the new hotness, I would say, with, uh, with this list. And it does uh, Sunkeeper Tareem, uh, Righteous Protectors, and Thralmar Farseer to, to activate it. So it's interesting. I, I'm kind of uh, stunned that it has a higher than 55% win rate, though. I, th I think it's, it's purely because it's aggressive and it's surprising for most people. So uh, don't read too much into that. Um, but, uh, oh, it looks like it just updated yeah, two minutes ago. Wow, as as we're talking here, because Secret Hunter actually uh, just filled in there. 
along with uh, all of the others. And Odd Rogue, I don't think, was on there as well. So, um, yeah, it, it's not surprising. You see this a lot, especially um, in the full run of the of the meta from rank 20 all the way up to see the the more aggressive decks really being the higher win rate because uh, a lot of people are going to just kind of grind through their games, going to do well. The nice thing about seeing a lot of aggressive decks is that you know exactly how to prey on them typically, which is with your massive control decks. Um, and one of my, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I will say that, you know, you've got the control priest that we talked about already. Uh, Odd Warrior is still a deck, and it may not be around quite as much, uh, but it is there if you need it. And if you're seeing a lot of really heavy, quick decks, definitely give it a try if you're seeing all of that. Um, I'll also poke over to Legend just to see how different it is. It looks like Tier 1 right now for just Legend over the past few days is even Paladin, Secret Hunter, and Midrange Hunter. So Midrange Hunter, I believe, is kind of the Master's Call, um, Scavenging Hyena, yeah, Crackling Razor Maw, Dire Mole, Spring Paw, Kill Commands. Uh, there's a lot of different deck archetypes happening. Let's look at this most popular one. Um, it looks like we're running uh, Unleash the Hounds, Dire Frenzy, Flanking Strikes, Tundra Rhino, Savannah High Mains, Trackings. Oh, Timberwolves. That was unexpected. As in, did not expect to see that. I, I don't know what to say with Timberwolf in a, in a uh, deck that's been played 135,000 times. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so yeah, Midrange Hunter is kind of a classic deck, honestly. Like I remember a couple years ago, Midrange Hunter being really big, and it seems like it's just in the past couple months that people, really Rossicons Rumble, that people have been uh, re-adopting it and, and uh, doing pretty well with it from what it seems. I've seen a lot of uh, buzz around even Paladin also. This is a deck that I don't feel very competent with whenever I've tried it. Uh, it just seems like... Um, I don't even quite know how to explain it, but I, I feel uh, maybe it's because I don't believe in the deck. I, that could be it. I know plenty of people have gotten to legend with it. It's a very good deck, um, but there's just something about it that seems weak-ish to me. I think it's the fact that you are creating all of these tokens and aren't necessarily buffing them very much. Um, you do have Blessing of Kings and Spike Ridge Steed. Sunkeeper Tareem sometimes can make an appearance, but I feel like more games than not, I'm not running, I'm not buffing my uh, Silverhand recruits with those things, and I don't know why that is, but um, maybe I need to play some more games with it, but I just don't know if I really want to. Uh, it's, uh, it's just not a deck that I, I really vibe with, I guess. Um, I can't remember if I actually hit Legend with the old school even Paladin when Call to Arms was four mana. Maybe that was a different day. Maybe not. But either way, um, I, I would love to hear if you really love this deck, why and how it plays for you. Um, and I think I, the big thing with Hunters, I forgot to say, man, that Spellstone is so, so good. I played against someone uh, just an hour ago who had a fully upgraded Spellstone on turn five. And it is just so backbreaking to have three, three, three wolves on, the, on your opponent's board. And for you to not have anything that you can do against it, I was going into my turn five. I actually had Blood Mage Thalnos and Consecration in my hand because I was playing this OTK Pally. Uh, and so I was ready. I was just a turn. He was a turn earlier than I could respond to with it. And so I had to take, gosh, what is that? 12 damage from his wolves. And then he had an Eagle Horn bow. So 15 damage in one turn. You have two of those turns, you're dead. It's not a good time. <laughs> So uh, that, that's another big reason why Hunter is doing so well. So um, there's lots of good stuff out there, but what am I going to recommend for you to play? Well, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. I am having a rough time uh, figuring out what to play myself. I was trying to play this OTK Pally and thought that it could work, um, but it just didn't seem to have the oomph that I needed it to have. Um, I was seeing some clone priest. I was seeing some, uh, some secret hunter. 
I think what else did I I saw I saw some odd rogue also quite a bit of that um and I'm gonna be honest one of your best bets right now my how to have a happy time deck of the week um I'm gonna tell you is actually going to be your OTK death uh death knight paladin deck and here's why the deck does really well at maintaining the board if you can learn it well I've still got some learning to do, I think, and uh, as I continue to learn, I'm going to integrate on this. I, I feel like the combo is a bit slow, um, and I don't, I don't like the delayed combo as much, especially with how many decks are, are really having this strong mid-game presence. Um, but right now, OTK Death Knight Paladin has got uh, has got pretty good favorable matchups against most of your hunter lists that are out there. And uh, also has that against Control Priest as well. As well, doesn't do as well against Clone Priest. And my game earlier will tell you that. Um, Odd Paladin's tough matchup too. But surprisingly enough, it actually has a really good win rate against Odd Rogue right now. And I think that's because of some of the catch-up mechanics, the healing mechanics that are in there. Um, Odd Paladin, I think you just you can't fight fast enough. Although if you get some good Wild Pyromancer turns, I think it can be fine too. Um, it's a deck that requires you to really know what you need in certain matchups, so uh, that kind of takes some time to learn, to play games out, to lose them, and then to think to yourself, what do I wish I had? Did I have something in my mulligan that actually would have affected that game quite a bit that I just kind of threw away? Um, don't, uh, don't, don't lose the gift that you can give to yourself by slowing down like that. It took me some time to figure out how to say that, but that's what I meant to say. Um, so I really do think, and it's a, it's a fun deck. The Death Knight, uh, Death Knight Uther, uh, Uther, what, what, what is his name? Uther of the Ebon Blade? Yeah. Um, is going away soon uh, with rotation uh, from standard. So if you have him and if you really uh, want to enjoy him a little bit more, be sure to play some of that. Um, and the other deck that I'm going to mention is what I said earlier, which is Odd Warrior. And I am going to mention that you don't just have to play Odd Warrior. You can play Odd Quest Warrior. And a shout out to my friend SC2 Forever on Twitter. He just hit Legend with uh, an Odd Quest Warrior list. You should go check him out. SC, the number two, yeah, SC24EVR is, uh, is his handle. And uh, you can check out his list that he ran. But Odd Quest Warrior is so interesting because against the really aggressive decks, uh, your taunts and your armor help you to survive until your opponent just runs out of resources. Um, but then being able to deal 8 damage every single turn to your opponent is so, so good. And so I think that it opens up this um, this little... Uh, lane where you can pretty much just burn anyone down as long as you can get there fast enough. Uh, Clone Priest, I feel like, wouldn't uh, would be tough to do that against. Yeah, not a very favorable matchup there, but really good matchups against Spell Hunter, against Odd Rogue, uh, Mid Range Hunter, and Control Priest. So uh, it's definitely something for you to check out. So I'll include links both to Odd Quest Warrior and to the uh, OTK Death Knight Paladin decks in the show notes over at thehappyhearthstone.com. I uh, hope this is helpful for you. Hope you'll go check out hsreplay.net. Uh, start uploading your replays and stuff so that you can help out the community, but also uh, help yourself because you'll be able to see... Uh, the interfaces that they have are so cool for being able to just see every single play, pause, uh, sending it to your friends and stuff like that. We actually, I think I mentioned last week, we got a new channel in the Happy Hearthstone Discord for you to share your replays with one another there. So definitely be sure to do that. And that's all I have for you this week on the meta. Well, let's jump into our community section. No questions this week. I'm always happy to answer any questions that you may have. It could be something that uh, maybe I brought up on this episode that you wish I would have gone more in depth about or uh, spurred on a question about uh, certain decks, certain archetypes, certain offering, any of those things, something altogether different. I'm down regardless, <laughs> but you can send in those questions at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. And oh my goodness, did we have some iTunes reviews this week? I cannot thank those of you who did this enough. 
Thank you so much. I say it every week, but it means it means the world to me personally to read these reviews. Uh, and then it also helps other people find the show. So it's a win-win-win. And now, as, as you guys have heard me say, I'm going to be raffling off uh, hour-long coaching sessions for people who have submitted iTunes reviews. So I'm really excited to do that. At the end of every month, I get a recap of reviews that were left in iTunes stores outside of the U.S., and so it may take me a little bit longer to get those, but I did get a couple here from U.K. and Belgium. So first one is by Janos B. says, super positive, five stars. This show is simply a joy to listen to. Andrew's positivity and love for the game shines through in every episode, making them an absolute delight, a perfect antidote to any negativity, and a whole lot of fun. So glad to hear that. The truth is, Janos, we we all need a little pickup from time to time, myself included, when it comes to playing uh, this game that we all love. So I'm glad that the show is that for you. I'm thankful uh, that you take the time to go leave that review. And this other one's from uh, my friend on Twitter, Lenway Surion. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the title is My Weekly Dose of Hearthstone and Good Feelings. Five stars again. It's the only Hearthstone podcast that I keep listening to every week. Andrew's positive attitude is a delight and always brings me a smile. The meta breakdown is great for Hearthstone players searching to get better and to know what's up on the ladder. I would recommend this podcast for the casual players who are trying to get better at the game. Listening to Andrew and his guests talk about the game always revive my interest in Hearthstone, even when I feel like it lost, it's lost its interest. The community on the Discord is awesome and always offering new decks. Fun or competitive, keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Lenway. I will. And you keep up the good work in the Discord, too. You're one of our uh, one of our faithful people who's creating conversations over there. So thanks for doing that. And then our final review here is from Alyssa Rhode Island. The title is Refreshing. I'm glad it was refreshing. Uh, and her review says, this is the first Hearthstone podcast I've heard with only one host. I've only heard one episode, so I'm not sure if they have guest hosts sometimes, but I found it to be refreshing. It's a nice pace with only one host, and it's more about the community around the show and the listeners. Love it. I'll be listening. Thanks so much, Alyssa. This was the one that really uh, reminded me to uh, just stop every now and then. And, and thank you guys for coming on. So thank you, Alyssa, for listening to the episode. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, I did get your email also, Alyssa. So you are in the drawing now. So uh, again, I'll be drawing those winners at the end of the month for anybody who's left an iTunes review either this month or in the past. You just have to send me an email letting me know what your username was at thehappyharston at gmail.com and I will get you entered in to uh, to win an hour coaching session. Those are always fun to do and I, I love being able to connect, help, and uh, you're certainly connecting and helping too by leaving an iTunes review. All right, I got a card of the week for you. I'm trying to keep my volume down, so I'll, I'll, I'll try and uh, still breathe my soul into this song as best I can, even if it's a little quieter than normal. Generating tokens is real good. Getting two cards for only one is usually something to do. Cards like Firefly are so dependable. Even if the bodies aren't so great, it's still worth a turn or two. But when the fire plume is beckoning for me to journey back from taunt to taunt, a ready for action won't do. I need a taunt that's burning deep inside. Ta Creeper wishes he could be this cool. Boom, boom, boom. It's gonna take a lot of taunts to get seven out there. I need a taunt to a taunt to a taunt. That kinda sounds fair. I bless the turtles down in Ungoro. They're gonna defend any stone hills that I have. Ooh. I was uh, heavily influenced by the radio tonight, if you get. <laughs> Stonehill Defender is our card of the week. Uh, three mana rare minion from Journey to Angoro, one attack and four health. It reads Taunt, Battle Cry, Discover a Taunt Minion. Now, I remember this was the uh, this was the first set, I think, that Steve and I sat down to review Journey to Angoro. Uh, kind of crazy to think all the way back there. Uh, Stonehill Defender was a seemingly uh, innocuous card. A 3-mana 1-4 just really doesn't do much. 
uh, one, it's the one attack especially, right? Uh, if some of you remember, uh, what, what set was it that we had the jungle monkey thing, the monkey defender? Uh, it was a three mana three, four with taunt for warrior. That's a pretty good card. You never really had a good reason to play it necessarily, but stats wise, it was just it was just strong and it got in the way of your opponent. Three mana one four doesn't do that unless your opponent's an odd paladin, who um, you know we didn't have odd paladin back then, so it it just was a card. But the real power in this card comes from being able to discover a taunt minion. Taunt minions are good, in case you didn't know. Uh, Serenite Chain Gang has been kind of at the top of the list. Heart Creeper, one of the most played cards, period, over the past two years. Um, and then there are plenty of uh, of legendaries also, especially in the Paladin class. Tyrion Forgering or Sunkeeper Tareem are both fantastic picks every time that you've got this. Not to mention the Lich King. Uh, anytime you see him, you're not uh, you're not upset about that. And there can even be some really uh, some really cheaper minions that don't normally make their way into the game. But off a of Stonehill Defender, you don't mind seeing something like a vile not Vilefin Inquisitor. It's a four mana one six with Taunt and Life Steal. Can't remember. It's not great, but it's uh, you know it's fine. Some and sometimes it's just the best choice that you have. So Stonehill Defender just really uh, makes its way into my heart. I'm kind of going to miss it. Um, it's it's almost too good just being able to discover uh, the Taunt minion, and especially in uh, the Odd Quest Warrior, like I was singing about in the song, just Taunt into a Taunt. I The game that I played against an Odd Quest Warrior today, he got a Stonehill Defender off of his Stonehill Defender. That's the dream. It's really good. I, I think it's probably healthier for the game if that doesn't exist, <laughs> so... Um, it'll be good to see him go, but for now, get all your turtles while you can. I definitely have two of these in golden too, because you never know what you're going to get off of that taunt. Might be too late to, for me to recommend wholeheartedly crafting that, unless you just have inordinate amounts of dust, which if that's the case, do whatever you want. <laughs> well, hey, I, I need to close up this show because it's really, it's really late out here, and uh, I've talked a lot about Hearthstone, but I'm more eager to hear what you think. So don't forget, you are the happy Hearthstone. This show exists for you. I'm sure many of you have other Hearthstone podcasts that you listen to, and there's some great content out there, but there's not another show where you're going to be able to get your voice heard. Uh, you'll be able to contribute and be a part of things more than right here. So I uh, really want to encourage you to take your next step. If you're a brand new listener like Alyssa, uh, it might just be coming back this next week and checking it out again. I'll have a, an episode with a with a guest this next week. So uh, might be the first time that you've heard one of those, and that's great. Um, for some of you, it might be joining the Discord at the happyhearthstone.com slash Discord, or really returning uh, returning the favor if you love this show, uh, being able to tell others about it through the iTunes Store, uh, Apple Podcasts app, wherever you listen to this show, really. Leaving a review is a really big deal. And of course, telling your friends who enjoy the game as well. Hey, go check out the Happy Hearthstone. Guess what? It's free. It doesn't cost you anything, and you can listen to it and be entertained. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal, if you ask me. And I uh, also want to encourage those of you who have been a part of this community for a while, uh, go over and check out patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone, which is where you can get exclusive content. Uh, you can get some really cool perks like shoutouts on the show and all sorts of stuff just for uh, just for donating and being a part of the community that's helping to make the show even possible, keeping the lights on, uh, keeping the website up and running. So check it out at patreon.com slash thehappyhearthstone. I'm sure there's some of you that have been kind of on the fence thinking about it. Go check it out. Be a part of it. Uh, even try it out for a month or two and see what you think. Um, I, know, I know some people have come in to support the show for a limited time, and that's great. That's I, I, I really... Uh, take it to heart for anybody who would uh, give to this community, to this show, to this uh, this labor of love for you. So uh, definitely go check it out. And have to give a huge shout out to our producers of the Happy Hearthstone, Menoch, uh, Red Knight, and Risen. Uh, you three have risen to the occasion. Uh, do you see what I did there? <laughs> you certainly have in a massive, massive way. So again, uh, Menak, Red Knight, and Risen, you three are the bomb. Thank you so much for making this show even remotely possible and for uh, supporting this show at the level that you do. 
If you want to get in touch with me, there are many ways to do that. Uh, as I've mentioned before, thehappyharston at gmail.com. You can connect with me directly through there. Let me know that you want to come on the show and be, uh, be a guest. It doesn't take anything other than a microphone and some time. And, uh, and a love for this game. You gotta love, you gotta love Hearthstone. <laughs> we can figure out a topic and all that. I'm booking out people for a few months from now and, uh, really looking forward to getting some more voices on this show too. I've, I kind of needed to do the past couple of weeks on my own, but, uh, it'll be great to get some more conversations happening and have, I, uh, this show really is more fun when you're here. It's not just me talking into a microphone in a hotel room in Orlando, although that's fun too. In a way, you're keeping me company, and I'm keeping you company, right? So it's like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, vice versa. Yeah, that, that got weird fast. Anyway, <laughs> um, you could send me an email, happyhearthstone, thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. Or follow me on Twitter at andrewsliving. I'm reintegrating my life back onto Twitter after being off for a while, so... Uh, I'm, I'm excited to connect more on there, see what decks people are, are working with, what's working for you. So, uh, go check that out. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. The discord again is we're always, we're saying the happy slash discord will redirect you. It's basically like a chat room where you can find other people who listen to the show, get your deck list, replays, uh, exciting moments that happened and all sorts of nonsense and shenanigans as well. So, uh, always a good time. Go check it out. Hey, I really can't thank you enough for, for spending some time with me. I know uh, there's all sorts of stuff you could be doing with your time, whether you're working out, you're driving, uh, maybe you're hanging out at home, playing some Hearthstone. Regardless, I count it an honor to, to hang with you. So thank you so much for coming to the Happy Hearthstone and have a little fun with us. I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.